Welcome to the Commission Podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood commissioner, Tony. Rookie David. And we're here to explain your fantasy football needs and advice. Now it's still the offseason, and we want to go ahead and start this first episode with just some basic information for those newbies and those returning. Get some basic information that might be a little bit iffy, or if you're just getting started like my friend here, my cousin. Uh, he's been playing one year with me as a commissioner. I've been commissioning for about 10 years from playing fantasy football for about 12. Now, let's go ahead and start with your basic fantasy football types. You've got redraft, keeper, and dynasty. Now, what are each of those? Your normal one is going to be redraft. That's where you get a new team every single year, and you get a brand new team. You redraft, whether that's drafting right now, drafting right before the season starts, or you can even draft two to three weeks in, which seems a bit odd, but hey, you can. Um, that's a fun way to get started. You learn all the players. It's how everyone basically starts. This man right here started Dynasty with me last season. It's the first time that we did Dynasty. I'd heard about it. it. sounded kind of fun, and Dynasty is exactly what that sounds like. You're trying to create, boom, Dynasty. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. See? Oh boom. Light bulb moment. That was fun. Um, now, a keeper league is a little bit in between the two. A keeper league, you redraft a whole new team every year, but you have a set amount of keepers that get to go with you from year to year. Now, it's not the same players every year, but you have a set number that get to go with you. So you can either have one, two, three, or even five. It really depends on the commissioner that's going with you. Now, Dynasty, since he played with me, how do you feel about that after your first year? Um, I think it is, uh, it was, it was nice. Uh, I feel like I would have wanted to do the redraft now that I think about it, just because a good amount of the players I picked are, uh, not so good anymore. Or they're just not, uh, picked up. Well, like they're just... Free, free agents. Yeah, yeah, free, free agents, and that's that's the hard part. You had Ezekiel at it, which was, which he had a he had a good season, but the the problem is now he's a free agent, and running backs are kind of they're devalued in the NFL, and that's that's the tough part. So now he's a free agent. Most people expect that he's just going to end up going back with the Cowboys. Oh. They dropped him, and they're like, well, well take him back. Nobody wants him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of it, because he was like, hey, I want, this, cool. I want this amount of money, and they're like, no, we're not going to pay you that, because we want to pay Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's going to be the lead back, and he's a really good back, but he's not going to be paid as much as Ezekiel Elliott's expected to be paid, because Ezekiel Elliott's on his second contract, and he was paid, if I remember correctly, the top the top amount for running back at the time he got paid and running backs are devalued. That's the problem with the running back market in the NFL is that they get their rookie contract. They get the wheels run off of them. They're paid so little, they get the most amount of work and then they barely get that second contract. And then if they do, they wear out really quickly and then they're just like, Oh, well, why the heck did we pay that amount of money? That's fair. Yeah, it's 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 kind of tough. I mean, he he did he did go into a second contract, had a two or three good years, and then now he's just not what he was three or four years ago. It's just it it it's what happens. Inevitable. 
it's just it's hard on a dynasty team because now you got to figure out what you're going to do with that player. Exactly. Cause... And that, that's uh, w- one of the terms that you might end up hearing a lot is uh, holding the bag. So you're got you have this player that you feel is worth a lot, and you're like, all right, he's 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 going to hold out. He's going to be good for one, two more years, and you don't want to trade him. So you're like, bam, I got this player. He's worth it. And then all of a sudden falls off a cliff or in your case he's stuck in free agency now you've got this bag it's empty oh so that's another term that you might hear a lot i, I know that i i hear it often with the stuff that i listen to you're stuck holding the bag so it's trying to find that that happy medium where you're like okay i think this player is going to be good for a couple more years but i don't know when that fall off is going to be how much value can i get for him now that i'm willing to part with him <laughs> yeah but it's 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 playing for a little while to where you kind of you're able to gauge that value for players i know when i first started uh trading wasn't really a thing for me mm-hmm. even in redraft trading trading wasn't really a thing and that actually kind of burned me in our redraft league uh, when I lost that championship. Yeah. Yeah. Because I left trading open as commissioner. Don't leave trading open all season. Bad idea. Um, always have a trade deadline before the playoffs and definitely before the championship because that burned me. But we never traded that year. And then all of a sudden, trading happened <laughs> during the championship. But it's not like I can turn it off because that's not fair because it was open all season. So. I made sure to to retrify that to to rectify that next season. Um, so you you learn the value based on what you hear about players, how they performed in the past, how they're performing now, and that just takes time. You have to learn the players' names, learn players coming in, and it's a lot of information. That's what this podcast is all about: is trying to help new players come, new players come and learn. David here. And old players, this episode especially and other episodes as we come in, we'll come back, revisit some of this information to just help remind people of what fantasy football is like and just remind you of some of the basics. Now, let's go ahead and go down and talk about a typical roster that you'll see. Now, whether that's Dynasty, Keeper, or Redraft, a basic roster will typically consist of a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a flex position, a tight end, kicker, and a defense. Now, depending on what your commission wants, and usually as a commissioner, I ask for at least a majority vote. Sometimes, if it's a big, big decision, you'll ask for a unanimous vote. But typically, majority vote to see if you want to expand that roster or change it up a little bit. When we first started, it was just that setup. And then I asked, hey, do we want to go ahead and expand it to a super flex? Now, a super flex, all that means is you're adding another flex position, which is super. Super. (laughs) So super flex, all that means is that extra flex position can be either a quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, or quarterback. The regular flex position is usually just a wide receiver or running back. That means that either wide receiver or running back can go in that position. Doesn't matter. Whichever you feel is going to have the most points. Now, typically... In that super flex, you will put your quarterback, a second quarterback. So that makes quarterbacks a high, high premium in your league. 
whenever it's just one quarterback, yes, they're a high premium, but your other positions take a little more precedent because you have more spots to fill. Now that a quarterback, you're typically going to have two in your roster, you're going to be wanting more of them, obviously, whenever you're trying to draft. So like in your dynasty team, you've got four guys that you're holding on to right now, which is good. You've got, uh, what, Kyler Murray, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, Colt McCoy, who hopefully should be the backup for Kyler Murray while he's healing up. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo should hopefully start. And then who's your main starter? Do you remember? Uh, no, sir, I do not. <laughs> well, he, well, he, 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 he can look that up. Let's look that up. Um, I know that I've got three. I've got Jared Goff, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and then... Uh, I'm and I'm gonna, I'm planning on drafting another quarterback, uh, C.J. Stroud, because I've got the third spot in our rookie draft, and that's in our dynasty league. So I already know that I want to keep three, two, four uh, quarterbacks just to make sure that I've got those two quarterback spots filled. Even though, granted, it's a super flex. It's P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker. Yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> you are definitely gonna need a quarterback. Yeah, I, I think. I don't even have those other guys you said. No, no. You got Jimmy G, Colt McCoy, Kyle. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. right. Raul. Okay, yep, 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 yep. Yep. Okay, so PJ Walker, definitely not something somebody that you want. So he's got two viable starters, Jimmy G and Colt McCoy. And Colt McCoy should hopefully back up Kyler Murray until he gets back to healthy. You don't want to get rid of Kyler Murray. Oh, he's good? He, yeah, he's good when he's healthy, but he's healing up right now. So you, you don't want to trade him. You want to hold on to that guy. He's still young. He's going to last a while, no matter, even if he trades teams, because Cardinals are freaking kooky right now. Uh, but definitely not P.J. Walker. So you, you're, yeah. you're, you're I think gonna, I got that guy because literally all my other quarterbacks were, like, hurt or, like, not playing that week. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I need someone. So Which, that was, like, the only available quarterback <laughs> was just the bottom of the barrel. So. I think that's why I got that guy. And, and and that happens. That definitely happens where you're just, especially when you have a two-quarterback super flex league, when, oh, crap, I've got two guys on by or someone's hurt. Yeah, someone's and you're just hurt, like, oh, like, what do you do? Uh, what does the trash have? <laughs> and you just pray to and, God. And, they do well. And Dynasty will definitely do that. Dynasty will hurt you badly in that case Hard. because the waiver wire is tough. Now, if you don't know what the waiver wire is, the waiver wire is where you go for waivers, which is just going to go pick up a player that's a free agent in the league, not necessarily a free agent in the NFL. Because if you're trying to pick up a free agent in the NFL, they're not playing for anybody like Ezekiel Elliott. The waiver wire is where the free agents are in your personal league or leagues where you go to pick up a player. Now, whenever you're playing in a dynasty league, keeper league, regular redraft league, Typically, whenever you're trying to hit the waiver wire during the season is going to be on Tuesday night. Right after all the week's games are done, you're going to want to hit that waiver wire and put in your waiver claims and set that up so that when everything runs on Wednesday, and this is usual unless your commission changed it up, this is usual so that whenever you put those in on Wednesday, everything's going to clear. But you have to keep in mind what is your priority. Now, every league is different. In our leagues, um, whenever I set it up, I do it on reverse standings order. So the worse your team is, the higher priority you get. So basically like uh, the NFL draft does. 
So the worse your team is, the higher priority you get. So you have a better chance to kind of move up the ranks and have better games. Um, and then once you've gotten that pick, you move back down to the bottom of the list. Now, the reason you have waiver wire rankings and um, sorry, priority is because if you have, say, by chance, uh, Christian McCaffrey is on the waiver wire, which is never going to freaking happen. But if he is, and you've got two players that want him, if somebody has waiver priority one, another person has waiver priority three, person that has waiver priority one is going to get him, three is not. And that's automatically means that they're going to get him, they're going to bump back to the bottom of the line, but they're going to have CMC. They'll be happy. That was a good one. Yeah, so that's definitely some good news to have, some good information to have, which you might not know whenever you're playing. And it might not be something that your commissioner will tell you. It's it's good things to have where you're just like, oh, yeah, let's go play Final, uh, Final Fantasy. Let's go ahead and play fantasy football. This sounds fun. And, yeah, it is, but you kind of go in blind sometimes unless someone's there willing to give you some information. And you might want to go and listen to information, but you'll hear all these random words like waiver wire and ADP and um, waiver priority and all this other stuff. And you don't know where it's coming from and what it means. And you're just like, I guess I'll do that. But you don't really know what's going on. So that's what this is here to help for. Um, we've got all that stuff going on. David has some questions when he was going through his dynasty stuff. Uh, and he was just curious since he's gone through one year. There's some information where he kind of had it. Like I was just explaining where, you know, you go into Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, I said it again, you, where you go oh, into gosh. fantasy football a little bit blind. But if you don't have someone there to hold your hand or you're afraid to ask the questions, then you're just like, okay, yeah, sure. I kind of got it. Dunzo. <laughs> but here we are. He's got his commission right here. He's going to ask some questions. Hopefully they help you out as well. So what you got, man? Well... The first is, what is this roster percentage I'm seeing? So, the roster percentage, now based on what you're using. So, we use uh, Sleeper for our Dynasty. We also use the NFL.com app for Fantasy uh, on our other league, which is uh, just a basic redraft league, which we've had for a while. Now, the roster percentage, what that's telling you is how many other people value having that player on their roster. And that's in leagues all across the actual platform. Um... So, in your case of having P.J. Walker, 13 other, 13% of all the leagues across the platform also have P.J. Walker. That's what that's letting you know. Dead but, weight. say, like, if you look up CMC, which you have. So, let's scroll down on CMC. No, oh, yeah. Chris McCaffrey? 99%. 99% of people No, believe, Hundo. 100? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Pure. Oh, not, sorry. 99% Pure. start. Some of them don't think he's good enough to start, 1%, but 100% have him. Which means that many people believe in that player to hold them on their roster. So that's that's a little bit of a good measure to say, is this player good enough for me to have? How many other people believe in that player? Now, what else you got? Um, okay, and then the start percent, that's pretty obvious because <laughs> it's just this is the chance they will start. In the game? No. So, start percentage. See? So you might have thought you had it right. Yeah. But you didn't, which is okay. That's perfectly fine. Fantasy football is supposed to be for everyone, and it, if you got questions, it does not hurt to ask. And we just want to make sure that questions like he's got, questions that you might have, 
are getting answered. So the start percentage based on what Sleeper, like we're using, says is just like the roster percentage is saying that many players across the platform have that player rostered. These many players have them started. And their team, yeah. Yeah, on on their starting roster. So your basic roster, like I said, has typically two running backs, two wide receivers, a flex, tight end, quarterback, kicker, and defense. And that's your starting roster, but you also have a bench. Typically that bench is anywhere from five to maybe seven or eight players. Now, we have a dynasty league. A dynasty bench is going to be much bigger. Because a dynasty bench is in, is making sure that you have room to draft rookies coming in. But if you're just playing a regular redraft, you'll have anywhere from 5 to maybe 10 at max benches. Typically, what I do is making sure that in your roster, on your starting lineup, that you have at least a spot for one extra position player on your bench. So we have 7 or 8 bench spots on a redraft league. Oh, hello. So I did have another quarterback, Sam Howell. Oh, there you go. So he's got Sam Howell, who is going to be a starter. So P.J. Walker, don't start. Get Sam Howell, here. he can see how Sam Howell is going to do. He's only a second-year player. Not too bad for 90% roster. Well, yeah, yeah, because he's going to be a starter. Oh, he's, so- star- he's a starting quarterback. He's going to be the starter. So okay, okay, that's good. Okay. That's good. Uh, and then what was the, the, the taxi squad? What is okay. that again? So taxi squad. This is strictly for Dynasty. So a taxi oh, okay. squad is where you are going to be dropping off your rookie players whenever you draft them. If you don't plan on having them on your starting roster or bench. And this just means that it's not going to be clogging a roster spot. This is outside of your typical roster. So you can hold them there either for one, two, or more years. I personally have it set to where you can keep a player up there for up to two years. So he's got Sam Howell. Sam Howell's on his second year. He can still hold them on there if he wants to so he doesn't clog a roster spot. And that helps so that you can see how the player is going to do before you move him up. Now, depending on how your commissioner decides to set it, that player can either move up and down freely throughout the season, throughout the offseason, or throughout the offseason they move freely. And then once the season starts, as soon as you move them off the taxi squad, they're stuck, which is how I have it set. So you can keep it there, but you have to make sure it's moved on the taxi squad before the season starts, and then as soon as you move them off during the season, they're stuck. They are now part of your main roster, and you cannot move them back down. Got it. So it's a way to save space so that you can see how your rookies are going to do. So if you have rookies that you draft in a dynasty league you're not really sure about, so say like Sam Howell, second year, you're not sure how he's going to do, you kind of want to see. You can keep on your taxi squad so you're not clogging. You can try to pick up other players, do some trades, and fill up the rest of your roster with okay. other proven players. Okay, okay. Now, I've say I've got um, Mechie, John Mechie from the Houston Texans, who was drafted last year, and now he's in his second year this year. He's still on my taxi squad. The reason being, because I don't know how he's going to do, because he didn't even play last year. He had leukemia. Yeah, he had leukemia, but I believe in him as a player. I just want to see how he does before I move him off my taxi squad. So I'm going to keep him there and see how he does. All right, what you got? Next one. Uh, well, I guess I, you already talked about that. Uh, the the flex and the super flex is uh, it's just a way of just getting more points. 
Well, essentially, yeah. If if you like getting points, then you can add more positions, yeah. like more positions in the main starting roster. Yeah. Which which is kind of what what I did, um, and it, it kind of shifted things around because when we were playing with just one quarterback, there were a lot of running backs going up high, which made it a bit tough to get a running back. Mm. So then when I when I added superflex, it then shifted the priority around to where it was easier to get running backs, but it also meant if you didn't get a quarterback early, then you were kind of burned because if you tried to get one like fifth, sixth round, you were like stuck with, if you were lucky, Kirk Cousins. Ooh. Yeah. Which, I mean, Kirk Cousins is not bad. I mean, he's got Justin Jefferson. So, hey, that's not too bad. But after that, there's not too much left. Like, you might get Derek Carr, which, okay, sure. Jimmy G, okay. Sure, he's 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 viable. He's mid tier. Yeah, not the worst. Not okay. yeah, not 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 the worst. But it still helps if you have the upper tier guys because whenever you play with two QB in redraft or in like dynasty, when we did the dynasty startup draft, all those those top QBs, Patrick Mahomes, I took Justin Herbert, um, Joe Burrow, those were all taken within the first five six picks. They were all gone, all gone. So, <laughs> Dang, yeah. I can't so, remember my first pick. I mean, we can always go back and look. I think it was something dumb. <laughs> that is also something you need to strive not to do. Yeah. So. Well, I think uh, I was just going from what was the best on the top of the list, like whoever had the highest points, ah. projected points. Okay. Yeah. So, so that okay, hi- highest projected points. That that's one way to look at whenever you're drafting. Right. But then there's also uh, ADP which is another acronym that you'll hear, especially now, which is draft season, fantasy draft season, um, is ADP. And that is average draft position. That will come up a lot, no matter what you're hearing for fantasy football, if you're doing that from podcasts, if you're watching YouTube stuff, if you're um, watching stuff on NFL and their fantasy stuff, you're going to hear ADP a lot. They're just going to shorten it. And that's average draft position. And that's going to change based on whatever platform you're using to draft. Now, I always use sleeper now i personally hate 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 the nfl.com draft it's so annoying uh as the commissioner i can't pause anything i can't change it up in case something happens i say i have to say it's at seven o'clock and if we don't start at seven o'clock then oh well it's going to start regardless doesn't matter what what goes on and it's going to run no matter what even if everybody's ready nobody's ready it doesn't matter it's just going to go on sleeper I can start, stop, pause, reset. I can say, uh, oh, you didn't mean to draft that player. You accidentally clicked that. Sure, I'll give you a mulligan. Or, hey, why did you go into auto-draft mode? I'm not going to give you auto-draft. It's too early for that. I'm going to go ahead and fix it. Because for me, with auto-drafting, it feels a little bit like cheating just because I look into rankings I try to get information, and I'm trying to make the most informed decision rather than just like, oh, this it says I should draft this player. I'm going to get that player, which is what auto-drafting does. It just says, oh, this is where it's ranked and says you should pick. You're going to get this player. So early on in the draft, if they go into auto-draft mode, I just say, oh, well, I'm going to scroll down a bit and give you a lower player because these other people are paying attention and you're not. And then later on in the draft, eventually it's just, oh, okay, everybody's going to go into auto-draft after like 10 picks. Then that's not so bad. But at least Sleeper gives me the flexibility to do that. NFL.com does not do that. The point being, ADP, average after position, 
Sleeper will tell you, hey, all these other people have been drafting off of here, and this is what they're selecting in these particular positions. So right now, Sleeper is probably going to say that Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from the Vikings, is number one in ADP. And um, if you go to, say, Yahoo Sports, it's going to have some other set of people. And it might have Justin Jefferson first. It might have Christian McCaffrey first. If you go to NFL.com, it might have a different set where it could have Christian McCaffrey. It could have, who knows, Derrick Henry, which would be surprising because he's not really a top-tier running back right now, at least not top one, two, or three. But you never know. It's going to be different. But ADP is what's going to give you a quick gauge on this is what people around you in this platform are drafting and how they're drafting. The next thing was what? What's the minimum uh, projected points you would um, use a player? Like you'd pick a player. Like mm, this is pretty low. I would never do anything below zero. Well, yeah. Uh, but like thinking like ten. Like what? Ten projected points or less? It like, it, it don't honestly even bother. Well. Unless you literally have nothing, then I guess you got to bother. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to think about the nuance of the situation. So if you're thinking about your quarterbacks, your quarterbacks... Very high. Yeah, you're, you're going to want your quarterbacks to do like 15-plus, hopefully 20-plus Yeah. if you've got a really good quarterback. Like if, if, you're, if you're trying to play Justin Herbert, you're trying to play Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, they should be projecting 20-plus for sure. If you're getting one of those middle-tier guys, you're hoping 15-plus is what their projection is. But the thing to remember is, on all platforms, it's going to give you a projected amount of points. This is the guess on whatever that platform and their experts are saying, this is what's expected from this player in this game. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Doesn't mean they're going to hit that exactly. Doesn't mean it's going to be above or below that. This is a guess, an educated guess on what's going to happen based on this player with how their team is doing and how that defense is that they're playing how strong they are, how good they are against the pass, if it's a quarterback, how good they are against the run, if it's a running back, and so on. Now, if you're trying to, say, pick between two running backs for your final spot, so say you know it's your second running back position trying to pick, do I pick this player who's at 10.5 versus 10? At that point, you kind of go with your gut. When you first start trying to play and you're not really sure, sure, go ahead and go with the 10.5 versus the 10. You're like, I don't really know. I don't know these players that well. And that's fine. Just go with the highest projected points and start out with that. Just to kind of feel that out and so you have something out there. And then if you want to delve a little bit deeper, try to look a little uh, a little bit more at the, the rankings, the information on, on the players, and maybe just a little bit more with your gut. Because sometimes if you, if you delve a little bit more into that, you might look into and say, you know, I think, like say if it was... You pick between Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook last year, because right now they're both free agents. But say you're picking between those two players. But say you're picking between those two players, and it's like that, maybe 10, 10.5. Hopefully a little bit more than that, but maybe 10, 10.5. And you're just like, you know, Zeke's been kind of weak. Dalvin Cook's been playing a little bit better. He's been a little more solid, but he's got that 10 versus Zeke's 10.5. I'm feeling Dalvin Cook a little bit more based on what he's been doing. Play Dalvin Cook. All right. Now, it's fantasy football. 
is a little bit of luck involved. So even you playing with your gut might not be right, but it could pay off. And then uh, maybe your gut always feels right, so always go with your gut. But it's just one of those things where it's going to be really hard sometimes, like five minutes before the game where you're just like, ah, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And and you just you just got to pick. You just got to pick. Even if all week you had Zeke and then five minutes where you're like, I'm really feeling Dalvin Cook. You put Dalvin Cook in. It's going to happen. And you're going to be wrong sometimes. And that's okay. It's fine. It's supposed to be fun. If it wasn't fun and if the wins weren't as good as they were, then what's the point? And the goods and the wins being as high as they are just means that, yes, the bads are going to be as bad as they are. But, yes, the highs are as high as they are. I mean, I've got I've got three championships with the main family league. I've got the dynasty championship first year. By default. <laughs> okay, by default. They, they, they get mad at, at that Bills and Bengals well, game. I forgot to change the players out. <laughs> don't, forget, <laughs> don't forget to change the players. Because I was on a pretty good hot streak. And then I was like, what? There's weeks they don't play? Yeah. Is that. <laughs> yes, there are bye weeks. If, if you didn't there's know, a good player, are, you play uh, him every week. There are bye weeks. And all bye week means is that that team is not playing. So if you don't pay that much attention to football, but you're playing fantasy football, Cute bye team. weeks are a thing. Yeah. Yeah, bye weeks are a thing. So. That hurt a lot. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's okay. I, that that happened my first to team. a person on the team who wasn't even playing as well, but they uh, just I, won because they I, had more players. I, I lost to an entire division off of crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it hurts. So, yeah, in, in terms of, of going off projections, projections are just to give you a baseline. doesn't mean it's actually what's going to happen. Sometimes you just kind of have to go with your gut. Play your stars for sure. But then after that, it's just kind of go with your gut, kind of feel around with what you think the team's going to do, how the player's going to do, and go with your gut. If you're still not sure, just stick with the projected points and go with highest projected player in that spot. Go with your highest projected amount of points until you feel comfortable kind of switching it out a little bit. Because when you when you see your projected points go from 170 to 165, and you're like, ooh, I lost five points because I moved this stuff around. It's tough. It really is. It's really, really tough. But if your gut feeling says to do it and you're strong enough to go ahead and do it, then do it. But if you're not, it's fine. Stick with your highest projected points until you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's go ahead and go down to scoring systems. So typical scoring systems, uh, like the one that we have, is... A little bit different because we have 6.4 quarterback touchdowns. Typical scoring is 4. Uh, then we have two point, negative 2 point for interception, which that's usual. Uh, we did have it in the other family league as negative 4 as just like a higher penalty. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like, like super duper because we went up to 6 and then we went also up to negative 4. So it was like your touchdowns are worth a lot. But you wear the interception. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we, we switched mm. it we switched it up this year and brought it back down the negative two, but kept the positive six. 
So your quarterbacks are worth like a buttload. So you got to make sure you have those those really, really good quarterbacks, at least one and then kind of a middling one. So it, it's going to make drafting this year about about the same, but you still got to make sure you get, you have that really good quarterback early in the first or second round. Um, then your wide receivers, you will have um, usually what everyone plays now with is half PPR and PPR. You'll hear that a lot as well is a point per reception. Half PPR just means exactly that, half point per reception. So every reception they get, half point, two receptions, gives you one point. Now, that just brings a little bit more relevance to your wide receivers who are obviously valid, but if you have a workhorse running back, and all workhorse means is that they're um, working out first, second, and third down. So they're they're doing the runs, but also catching the ball. So like you have Christian McCaffrey, he's that workhorse back. They're going to have him in every down. He's going to be in all the time. But because of that, he's more valuable than a regular wide receiver. So the reason that we do PPR is to bring that wide receiver value up a little bit, mm-hmm. to even them out with those, those workhorse backs. Um, in, our, in both of our family leagues, now we are at uh, one full point per reception. So each reception is now worth one whole point instead of just half. So now they're worth even more. Just because we like scoring, scoring is fun. Whenever you score up 200 points, it's it's kind of like a milestone. <laughs> it feels really, really good. Um, that's that's neither here nor there. It's just like for us, if you guys like scoring, then go ahead and add that in. It's really up to your commissioner. Um, now, you have PPC, which is points per carry, which is a bit odd to do. Um, at least have anything really, really high. The only thing that I've added personally is a point one point per carry so it's not a lot so it takes 10 carries to equal one extra point so it doesn't equal out to much for the running backs the reason that i do that is because it's going to equal it's going to nullify whenever a quarterback kneels so it's probably something you didn't work out too much that might be happening to you because that could end up losing you a game in fantasy football really hard to do but you have to be like dead even by the end of the game with with uh with one of your fantasy players your fantasy teams and then a quarterback kneels you you'll lose yardage you'll lose five yards yeah so the way that that counteracts is that that point one set it, it then gives them a point for a run which a kneel is a run it's a negative run the the counteraction of the point one per carry will counteract that uh five yards or whatever it is half yard that he'll get from kneeling because of the run and that that's just in case you get really close to the end of a game and that kneel is going to kill you it's just to counteract that otherwise adding in half a point for a carry is ridiculous because if you have a running back that's giving you 15 carries that's an extra seven points if you're doing a full uh point per carry that's another 15 points that's ridiculous you don't want to do that so i just add in that little bit just to counter in that quarterback, and it's really not going to add too much to a regular running back. It might add an extra point or two. Not too much to worry about. Um, so uh, let's go down a little bit. Now, more stuff to look into or ways to get more information is, for me, is um, I get it from Sleeper, which is where we do our drafting, where we have our Dynasty League. The reason that I like that is because with your team, with my team, when you have the team on there, Sleeper is going to automatically tailor that information to you. 
So your players that are already on your team without even doing anything, any trades you do, whatever players you draft, it's automatically going to tailor stuff to you as well as generalized fantasy football information. So while you're logged in, even in the offseason, you're going to get some basic uh, general information. So like when Dalvin Cook said he would like to play with DeAndre Hopkins, I think everybody got that information. Then uh, during the season, it'll give you stuff on CMC. If he gets injured, you'll get that first. Um, for me, if I've got anything about Justin Herbert, I'll get that first. So I like it because it tailors it to you without effort. Now, I also use Bleacher Report because Bleacher Report, I can just say I want fantasy football news, so it'll give me all general fantasy football news. But then what I can also do is I can log into Bleacher Report and then say this is who my team is, these are my players that I want to follow, and then it will tailor it to me. So there's a little bit more effort involved, but I'm still tailoring it to myself. So the only problem with that is that it takes a bit of extra work and then if I move players around, if I trade with other teams, then I have to go back in and say, oh, I don't want this player anymore because I traded him away. I picked up this player. I need to add this player on. That's it. Um, on down the list, some other information that's nice to have just in general, which isn't really involved with like how to score fantasy football. It's just nice as far as rankings that you might hear is yak. Y-A-C. You heard Yak? Nope. <laughs> uh, I started hearing that uh, a lot when I was just listening to fantasy football information and general football information. Yak. It's yards after catch. And that's just a way to find out if a uh, pass-catching running back or a wide receiver is good with the ball. So throw the ball, catch it, yards after the catch. Runs off with it, gets another 10, 15 yards. That's good information to have. It means you have a, a good pass catcher with the ball. And rather than they just catch the ball, fall down, catch the ball, get hit. Uh, it's just good information to have. Um, more information to get as far as who do you want to prioritize whenever you're drafting? Who do you want to prioritize whenever you're trying to trade? Um, and yards per carry, YPC, uh, typically they won't abbreviate that but just yards per carry is exactly what it sounds like. A running back that gets some information, yards per carry. Um, if they carry the ball 20 times per game and they've got 100 yards, that's five yards per carry, which is good. Um, but it's good information to have because you know how valuable they are. A typical running back, you want to be able to see their yards per carry around at least four plus. If they're below that, then they're kind of falling off a cliff or never reached that cliff <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like information i was showing you earlier uh say with like damian pierce where he was easily above that four plus yards per carry which was great um and in the, with the houston texans now they've got devin singletary coming in which you also have uh and devin singletary is probably going to help bring that workload down that doesn't mean that's going to bring his yards per carry down which means he, they're, they're going to pull some of his weight off but that's going to help for him to where he's not going to wear out so easily because he only played 13 games last year. So hopefully he'll be able to play the 17 games. Devin Singletary will hopefully be able to also play the 17 games, and they'll even out. My expectation is probably around 50-50. Uh, so that was uh, some good information that we got this time. Good? Good? You feel good? <laughs>
Enlightened. Enlightened. Enlightened for sure. <laughs> All right. So um, next episode, uh, we'll go over some other information, uh, like sleepers, busts, more information on those mock drafts we went into a little bit. Because drafting obviously is good. We'll go into mock drafts, and we'll even have one. So that'll be good. Uh, so I hope y'all had fun. Hope you had fun. Oh, I did. Hope you were a little bit more informed. Feel like you feel a little more confident about that fantasy football stuff. Knowledge. <laughs> Till next time, guys. Peace out, ballers.